Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. It is Saturday, April 23rd, and this is our live Q&A. I would do my best to look into the camera, but of course, I have to look at my computer to see your questions and comments. If you want to say hi, hi, I will call I will call you out and say hi. If you want to ask a question, let's do it. I'm talking about the housing market, I'm talking about the stock market resetting. Lots of things going on, lots of things that frankly, if you watch my daily financial news, which is a new show that's been going on over a thousand days in a row. I even do them on vacations as I did the last four days because I think it is that important to show consistency. And frankly, I'm a creature of habit. I get up, drink coffee, read about what's going on in the financial world. The only thing that changed for me in the last three years is I take notes and then I talk to a camera or I talk to my phone. So I would be doing it anyways. I have probably been looking at the daily financial news or a version of it for 20 plus years. I might have missed 10 days in 20 years because of some flights or travel or something. So again, creature of habit. I enjoy doing it. Hopefully you enjoyed the background. Hopefully the sound was okay. Uh, as I was outside a couple of times, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how the sound was. So hopefully it worked out for you. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, I want to talk about the housing market. I've, I've done some more research, right? I had four days where I can just kind of rest and relax. And um, I didn't realize if you go back to 2016, 17, 18, 19, four years, we averaged rough and tough 6 million housing units sold. I think the low was 18 at 5.96. I think the high was 6.1 in 2017. But if you look at those four years, I think it's fair to say the U.S. housing market was about 6 million units bought and sold, right? There's two parties involved. Then 2020 comes along. We shut down the economy. We tell everybody not to socialize. Uh, we take interest rates to nothing. Uh, and suddenly, housing sales jumps to 6.5 million units. Again, a sale is a buyer and a seller. This is why I think we had a demand problem, not a supply problem. Because again, we sold roughly 10% more homes in 2020 than the four-year average. Not to be outdone, 2021 goes ham and we do 6.9 million units. So we did 1.4 million more units in 2020 and 2021. Those 1.4 million units are part of the problem why I'm saying the housing market is broken or the Fed broke housing or whatever you want to call it. A lot of those sales, a lot of those 1.4, and you and I don't know the number, we could guess, were pulled forward, right? I would have bought anyway, I bought early. I don't know, what is that? 
30%, half, something, because we had four-year running where the average was $6 million. Some people sold one, right? They sold in California. They paid cash in Boise, or they paid cash in Florida. Sure. Sold in New York, moved to Florida. Got it. But some of that is pulled forward, our demand that we won't see in the future. So we also have now, and again, depending on who you read, Housing Wire, Redfin, everyone is talking now about interest rate lock-in. I am very proud of the fact that I coined supply destruction first before I read any of these others. Because again, what do I do? I study the consumer. I try to put myself at the kitchen table, mom and dad, and it's just a fictitious mom and dad. It could be a single person. But at the end of the day, in all my world travels, it's amazing how similar people are. Yes, we eat different food. We speak different languages. We look different. But it really comes down to it. We're all essentially the same. We all want to have a good life. We all want better for our kids. We all have national pride. Um, we're just all so similar. We're just all so similar. So when I think about being mom and dad in Texas or mom and dad in Tennessee or mom and dad in Michigan or mom and dad in any of the other 47 states or frankly around the world, and you're sitting there and you're paying your mortgage payment and it's 1300 bucks. One of the reasons it's 1300 bucks is because you're one of the millions of people that refied or bought with a sub 4% loan. You're now looking at this. You like the home because you, you know, you're in there a couple of years. You're sitting on a gob of equity. Congratulations. So one of you, mom or dad, says, Hey, it we should, we should, we should move. We got all this equity. Let's trade up. Honey, I always wanted a new home. I always wanted to live in a different part of town. Honey, I'm pregnant. I need a new, we need another bedroom, whatever it is. Then they go shopping. They go, wow, we like this house. How much is it? You look at the price. Oh, not bad. We can use our equity and that's that we can do it, honey. We can swing it. Then you go to a mortgage broker and the mortgage broker pops your little bubble you're living in. Because again, your mom and dad, you're not watching interest rates. You're just doing your thing, right? You're going to soccer games and working late and, you know, whatever. And then the mortgage broker tells you either A, sorry, I can't approve you. The, the, the payment goes from $1,300 to $2,200 and you don't qualify. Or B goes, yeah, you could afford $2,200, but you're shocked because the price difference isn't much. But the fact that the interest rate is not 2.8, it's 5.8 is eye-opening. Suddenly, you go home after talking to the mortgage broker. You're probably quiet the whole way home. Then you look at each other, clearly upset. You go, honey, what color do you want that bedroom? Let's just paint the bedroom. Let's add a pool. It's just so many people are not going to move up. Which means no supply. And of course, we already are talking about demand destruction. The Federal Reserve and Jerome Powell and his cronies did this. Certainly didn't do it on purpose. But by keeping rates too low for too long, it happened. 
We are seeing all kinds of bad things today. The stock market has just started to reset. I've been warning you for at least a month that the dumb money wasn't paying attention. Well, after Thursday's reversal, which was eye-opening to watch, they finally got on, caught on that the Powell's not kidding. He's going to raise it 100 basis points in the next two meetings. A lot of people were in the stock market because of what's called the Tina trade. There is no alternative. Well, you know what? You can get a five-year treasury now at 3%. There is an alternative. We are going to see money fly out of the stock market. Just fly out. It's not over. This bear market has teeth. The Fed did this. It's going to it's going to be painful. But as I always say, or Greg says, Greg Dickerson, our Monday expert, good times never last, bad times never last. So I'm getting ready to go shopping. Obviously, as a real estate guy, that's going to be what I look at every day. I'm already starting to figure out which properties have been on the market too long that might be open to a great offer, which again, folks, when I say great offer, it's not great for the seller. It's great for me. I'm a selfish son of a gun. I only want to close on great deals. I've done the work every day for 20 years. I'll do whatever I have to get some great deals. I don't care what the interest rate is. I am an investor. The interest rate's just the cost of money. I take that into my spreadsheet. I do the math and, whoa, I used to offer 220. Now I can only offer 198. So be it. The seller can say no or they can say yes. And as the market slows down and inventory builds and day on on market goes up, I get excited. So again, right, the difference between a recession and a depression. Depression is when you get laid off. A recession is when your neighbor gets laid off. There are going to be lots of ways to make money. There are going to be lots of assets on sale. Houses, um, apartments, crypto, stocks, Lamborghinis. You know, as you guys have watched the lumberjack, he wants an orange Lamborghini. I know there will be one in the next two years that some idiot got over leveraged, bought a toy, never drives it, and suddenly decides I need to liquidate it. I am excited by what is coming. I also realize, and it's going to be scary for a lot of people. This book, my story, our story, starts with me in an environment just like this. I was the dumb money. I got cocky. I didn't do the work. I won and I won and then I lost. I lost 80%, 150 grand. I walk into a bookstore, depressed, fearful, scared, and I bump into Rich Dad, Poor Dad that changed my life forever. All of that's in this book. Link, uh, I think there's a link below. But it's going to happen to some of you. Some of you out there, the last two years, buy the dip, everything's great, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, the Fed's broken. It's different now. All right. I was a long rant. I don't know. Would you call that a rant? Probably not a rant. It was heartfelt. So let's say good morning to everyone. Hey, Tamika, how are you? Ultimate Bargains. How you doing, buddy? Jeffrey, hope doing good. Rolden, good morning. Layla, good morning. Chester, good morning. Prasanna, good morning. Better Home Rental, good morning. Chester, good morning. Uh, Chester, okay, I got the book. Mandy, good morning. Uh, Jernil Diaz, good morning, everyone. Yep, great day. Nathan, good morning. 
Romeo, good morning. Uh, yeah, I look great. Yeah, so I took four days off, drove to Tahoe, just chilled, um, read some, tried to do a thousand-piece puzzle, which was an epic failure. Um, ate some good food. Olivia, is a, Olivia loves food, so she had a whole list of places to try. Surprisingly, Tahoe's great sushi. We had two sushi joints. Awesome. Little holes in the wall. Great stuff. We got snow in April. Go figure. That was fun. Actually, was it snowed all day Thursday, I think. Yeah, all day Thursday. It was fun. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Thank you. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, Nathan, good morning. Romy, yep, good morning. Thank you, Catherine. Nathan, good morning. Did you look at any real estate in Tahoe? Yeah, we looked a little bit. Yeah, always. Always got to look, right? Always got to look. Yeah, there's a couple of, there's a new home, a really small new home development we drove through. Um, yeah, we looked, it's always fun. Real estate's fun. Not a lot though. We just did, we did about maybe two hours on one day. Uh, the lockdowns are the greatest blunder in history. Yeah. It's, um, the greatest blunder in history. Greatest. It is certainly up there. Uh, yep. All access to liquidity in the form of stimmy checks needed to find a home and assets were an easy, obvious answer, you know. Of course, Chester, absolutely. The Tina trade is coined because it's real. There was no alternative. I mean, you get a you get a thousand dollar or whatever checks you guys get from the federal government, which I didn't get any. Thank God I didn't want it. Um, you don't need it because you still have your job. You might as well get a Robinhood account or a Weeble account or whatever these accounts are and go ham. And oh, by the way, you and your buddy start winning? Of course. The the freaking, these trading apps on our phone, Robinhood, man, it, it incentivized trading and options and all of these things. It's not good. Not good. Yeah, makes total sense. question what would be the impact of fed raising 25 or 75 in may oh that's a good question um i think both answers send a horrible message so based on your question nathan i think you're with me i think the answer is 50 i think powell as i pontificated a month ago is very readable jerome powell is not alan greenspan he is not, he's very much like Bernanke. I'm going to tell the market in as clear a language as I can what is coming, and they could choose to listen or not. And on Thursday afternoon, they started listening. So back to the question. If the Fed comes out with 25 basis points May 4th, the stock market goes bananas on the upside. Bananas. See, we told you so. The Fed's just smoking mirrors. They just talk tough. Blah, 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 blah. Nothing happens. Stock market goes bananas. Frankly, the opposite happens if 75 comes out. Stock market gets hammered. High valuation stocks hammered. Uh, it's a sign that the Fed's not in control, that they're overreacting. They told us a half. They gave us three quarters. No, terrible. Terrible on both sides. Wrong message both ways. The Fed is so locked into 50 basis points, they can't do anything else. Yeah, both would be bad, in my opinion. Yep. 
uh, ultimate bargains. Absolutely right. That's why we looked at housing and um, documented what we did. Took some pictures. Yep. Yes, this bear market has razor sharp teeth. Yes, it does. And it's just starting. Michael Burry, I talked about this on the Daily Financial News. If you haven't caught it yet, reminded everybody of Amazon in 99. You guys got to look this stuff up. It's amazing what can happen. Now, Amazon in 99 was, I don't remember exactly, but probably mainly a bookseller, probably. And they were trading at, I think, 119 a share, 113 a share, something like that. By the bottom of the bear market, they were trading at eight bucks. Who wouldn't like to own Amazon at eight bucks? Let's not just be clear. Amazon was growing those two years. They were also likely investing and reporting horrible earnings, obviously. But bear markets take good companies to the woodshed as well. Not bad companies go to zero. Let's be very, very clear. Bad companies go to zero. Companies that are zombies riding on debt go to zero. Good companies go now 93% in Amazon's case. Crazy to think about. Crazy to think about. So yeah, you, yeah, it has teeth and it's, I don't even think the bear started to eat yet. How scary is that? I do not think this bear market has started to eat yet. Yes, I know some stocks are down 60, 70%. I stand by my statement. The bear market hasn't eaten yet. My opinion. Dustin, good morning. How are you? BDC, is this the wrong time to become a real estate agent? Uh, it depends on your financial situation. I think being a real estate agent is a tremendous profession. I think it puts you in the flow of deals. Uh, however, I think uh, lots of real estate agents are going to starve this year. I think tra- I, real estate is built on transactions. And in my opinion, transactions are going to go down 25%. So there were a lot of real estate agents starving last year. Last year was 6.9 million, 15% above trend. And there were still agents starving. And by starving, I mean getting no commission. Um, so I don't know. Do you have another income? Are you independently wealthy? Do you have a day job that you can stay at as you build your Rolodex? I mean... You should listen to Omar, my Tuesday expert at 9 a.m. He has a playlist on this channel, probably 100 hours. He, is a re- he started as a real estate agent. Then he became a broker. Then he became an investor. Then he did this. Then he did that. I think being a real estate agent is a path to a great career and provides lots of options. I just think this year is going to be tough, so... I'm not sure if I answered your question, but hopefully I've given you enough to think about. Ultimate bargains, right? Offers according to what your yield require for positive cash flow relative cost of finance. Absolutely. That is the magic of one rental at a time. That is the magic of cash flow. That is the magic of earning financial independence. That is, you know, 10 years to make work optional. Know what your return is and write great offers. It is that simple. Chester, source, qualified leads, analyze said leads, make offers that cash flow, and when the seller accepts, you win. Yep. Repeat, repeat, repeat. And there's going to be a lot of folk, a lot of people, folks, even the gurus out there that go bust. A lot of people made a lot of money the last couple of years being horrible operators. 
some of them went out and bought these fancy cars to look good on Instagram and they will be losing them. And one of them is going to sell to the lumberjack. Do you think it's a bad time to become a realtor? Uh, hopefully, Dragthorn, you heard my answer for BDC. Same discussion. Philip, good morning. Arby, good morning. Janet, good morning. Uh, Gil, good morning. Ryan, good morning. Oh, you like the subscriber sign. Oh, huh, that's funny. Yeah, I got that from Etsy. I don't know if the light going in circles is a problem or it doesn't. This is purple. I don't know. It doesn't really look like anything, but I like the auto. Anyways, I digress. Good morning, Andrew. Uh, Gilberto, good morning. Mandy, sometimes a nice vacation is just what you need. Yeah, I needed a... Um, I felt like I got into a routine. It felt good, but I I didn't feel like my I was being creative. And I, got, I wasn't having as much fun. I do this because I have fun. I enjoy this. This is fun for me. Yeah. So thank you for that, Mandy. Uh, Ultimate Morgan. FYI, it's been six months since my last stroke, October last year. Cool. I hope that's a good thing. I hope you never have one again. Uh, Romy, please share name of sushi places. I'd have to ask Olivia. I'm the driver. I remember one. It was called the Naked Fish. Right on Tahoe Boulevard, I think. She liked the Naked Fish. We had that... Uh, Tuesday, I think. And then there was another one that was even better. It was next to a um, Himalayan restaurant, but I don't remember the name. Uh, happy that you take some vacation. How are you? I'm doing great, Janet. Thank you. Every day Saturday, especially when it is Saturday. Yeah, life's good. Fun times ahead. Absolutely. How much Fed rate is impacting mortgage rates? Uh, it's funny to think about, right? The mortgage rates are up 300 basis points, right? They went from 2.8 to 5.8. And all the Fed has done is moved one time, 25 basis points. So uh, in my opinion, uh, RB, um, Fed rate or uh, mortgage rates are up simply because they are expecting rates to go up. I think if the Fed raises rates, which I fully expect on the May 4th, I don't think the mortgage rates move much. The mortgage rates move faster than the Fed. Now, it doesn't always have to be that way. If you if you go back and study Paul Volcker, he was not above raising rates on the weekend when nobody expected it. But let's be clear. Jerome Powell is no Paul Volcker. Jerome Powell, until proven otherwise, is the guy who tells us what's coming. And either we listen or we don't. So that's what's going on there. So I don't think, I think what you're asking me, RB, is, Will mortgage rates go up a half a point when the Fed moves a half? I don't think so. I think it's already up. I don't think they have much more to go. If the Fed raises two or three more times, which I expect, then yeah, mortgage rates will move. But I think the May 4th 50 basis point move is already, most of it is already in the mortgage market. The Fed will overcorrect or undercorrect. They cannot control the market. Yeah, I, I think it's very, very clear. And and I think if you guys were listening, Powell, Paul, Powell, Jerome Powell said something that gave me shivers. And I think he's trying to tell the market they are going to raise 
They are not, not going to stop. Even if the stock market crashes, hear me here. This is what he said Thursday. And this is why the market tanked Thursday and tanked Friday. Jerome Powell is not going to bail out the stock market. Jerome Powell's job is to get price stability. He will only stop raising when we have price stability. And folks, that should scare you. Because price stability is a moving target. The economy, as I've studied it for 30 years, is complex with leading and lagging indicators. The stock market is without question a leading indicator. Prices is a lagging indicator. There is a mountain of time. Think weeks and months, quarters perhaps, between what Powell and his cronies need to see and what the stock market will be impacting. That's why there's pain ahead. That's why the bear market hasn't eaten. That's why I'm getting excited and I will go shopping because there are some buy-the-dip people out there who are just loading up on debt and getting more and more of this and more and more of that. And it, you can't, the market will stay down much longer than you can remain liquid. And then you got to sell. And if you're going to sell a piece of real estate in Fresno or Madera, California, I hope to be your buyer. Because I will write a great offer for me. Good morning, Anna. How are you? Jeremy uh, Diaz, what is your take on the Fed actually raising rates aggressively now and Powell's legacy? Well, Powell's legacy right now is known as the transitory guy. That's that If he were to retire right now or get fired, he's the transitory guy. He's the laughing stock. He's just as bad, and that's why on this channel I talked about him. The guy that preceded Paul Volcker. What is his name? I don't remember. Powell has a chance to save his legacy. He could be known as the guy that brought inflation under control. I believe Jerome Powell is playing for his legacy. He does not want to be the transitory guy. Nobody would want to be that in every history book for generations. His grandkids would say, granddad was stupid, right? Doesn't want that. But he's got a chance over the next two or three years to break inflation. So I think he's not playing. And I've said this for six weeks, and lots of you, lots of you said I was stupid. I was an idiot. I didn't know what I'm talking about. That's okay. Your opinion's valid, just like mine. But we'll see. I think Powell's playing for his legacy. He is going to raise. He is not going to care what Wall Street does. In fact, if you listen to his speech on Thursday, he said without saying that he wants the stock market to go down. If you listen to him and you watch how uncomfortable he is in his chair, he knows the stock market must go down. And he has to be okay with that. He is going to fix price stability. You can't have an economy. He said this, something to the flavor of you can't have an economy without stable prices. That should scare the bejesus out of stock market investors. Yeah. So I think Powell will be known as the guy. I'm going to give him credit to get it done. I think it's a two-year journey. Um, I think a lot of markets are broken. Risk was priced out. Tina trade was real. All of that's being undone right now. If you're prepared, 
you're going to buy some tremendous assets. If you're not, you're going to go broke. And I say that as someone who went broke the first time. Dot-com era, Amazon from 113 to 8, I went broke. The next Great Recession, I went ham and did great. I wouldn't be talking to you today without the 08 crash. I'm prepared. I'm ready. And if you've been following my channel, the great thing about this channel is myself and my experts have been telling you what we did. How many of you heard me nine months ago talk about getting my apartments and office buildings on 30-year fixed rate debt at 3.99? Some of you heard me and took action. Some of you heard me and did nothing. Where are rates now? Man, I'm an open book. I'm certainly not always right. No one is. But God, I've been on a pretty good run here recently. Yeah. So yeah, I think Powell will be just fine. He is definitely afraid of being known as the transitory guy. Chester, Amazon in 99 is an excellent parallel of what's coming. Yeah, not only Amazon, but the 2,000 companies that went to zero. That's what people need to hear. Some of these cryptos and some of these stocks are going to go to zero. Some of them are frauds, like Enron and WorldCom. Some of them are just bad businesses that shouldn't exist. Yeah. And you'll have great companies. Go to eight bucks. Get your shopping list ready. That's what you should be doing right now. If you're a stock person, you should have a shopping list and price points that you think are ridiculous. And then when they get there, close your nose and buy. This is the difference between me and a lot of investors in the last crash. I do the work every day. I have a buy box, daily discipline, all the stuff I talk about. Right? Everything on this list, right? My rules. And when prices went down, I just closed my nose and bought and closed my nose and bought. And I bought the whole way down, but then I was still buying at the bottom and bought the way up. That's the difference. A lot of you, let's just say you like Tesla, for example. I don't know what Tesla's at. I think it's a thousand bucks. And again, they delivered great numbers, blah, 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 blah. Let's just say the market takes them to 600. I don't know where they're going. Don't care. I don't own any and I won't buy any. Tesla goes to 600. Some of you who have wanted to own Tesla forever will be so scared that you won't buy because it's going to go to 500 and 400. Maybe, but you liked it at 900 and Tesla is going to be around for a while and, you know, who knows? But that's the idea. Do the work early. Do the work early so you have confidence in yourself. Again, write down a company. I'm just going to pick on Tesla. Tesla. Love to own it at 612 or 420 or whatever number you want. And if it gets there, buy some. Doesn't matter. Most people in a recession, when assets go on sale, freak out. That's when you should buy. That's why I talk about do the work. That's why I talk about buy box. That's why I talk about yield. The best time to get wealthy is a recession. Now, you've got to prepare. You've got to you know, protect your job. Make sure you're not at risk. Cut out some spending now. Get ready. Get some dry powder. 
again, go back and listen to the Lumberjack and I and, and Dion and Anna and Jonathan talk about getting ready for what's coming. We've been telling all of you for a year now, watch their playlist. We're here. It's going to happen. And we're all excited. Uh, Rolden, what can you say, what you said about how much more cautious we need to be screening tenants due to the likelihood of unemployment as a sequel to the economic recession? Yeah, I have a, I have a tenant criteria, Rolden, as we've talked about, and I don't deviate from that. Uh, I don't know where yours is, but maybe raise credit quality, uh, maybe raise deposit, maybe raise income requirements. I don't, I, again, I think, again, I, Rolden, you probably have seen it. Others, I have a, a whiteboard series or a playlist. Probably one of the most important videos I've done recently is my 2022-2023 economic review. It's in the whiteboard series. So I think unemployment doubles, which when you say that out loud, is frightening. But you got to remember, we're going to go from 3.6 to 7.2. And 7%, well, much worse than 3.6 is not horrific. So I wouldn't be too concerned about mass unemployment. This is not shutting down the economy and unemployment going to 16%. It's not that. We won't see those numbers. But we'll have more unemployment for sure. And it, but you know, I think it's next year. I think the economy is still living off stimulus for the rest of this year. But we shall see. JC, good morning. How are you? Romy, do you see what's happening now in real estate repeating again? And if so, when? I'm not sure what you mean by, let me see if I can guess what you're talking about, Romy. So, no. So let me summarize what I mean by no, Romy. So what I think happening right now is we are living through, uh, we're, we're going to pay the price for the Fed breaking housing. The Federal Reserve kept rates too low for too long. It, 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 again, it added 1.4 million transactions in two years. We averaged six. We did, I don't know, 6.7 is the average for two years. So a lot of people bought early. A lot of people are locked in. I think the I think housing is broken for three to five years. I don't think we see six million transactions, which was the historical average 2016 to 2020, or I'm sorry, 16 to 19. I don't think we see six million for four or five years. I think it's broken. The housing market's broken. Less transactions, less transactions. So no, I don't, and I don't see the Fed repeating this. Again, you got to remember, I think the Fed was right the first year. We did something that I thought was impossible. If you would have asked me for the first 48 years of my life, can the U.S. economy ever be shut down? I'd have laughed at you. I'd have laughed. But we did it. We did it. And then the Fed came in and did what it had to do. But it just did too much too long. That extra year is the problem. I don't see them repeating that mistake, in my opinion. With the three-month and the 10-year almost 300 basis points difference for them to invert, do you see the 10-year staying relatively the same as the Fed raises? <clears throat> yeah, I don't. So I think the front end raises a lot faster than the back end. I don't necessarily think they invert. I do think they flatten. And I think that's what the Fed's going to do is they're going to flatten it again. But, you know, it's it's like this. It's going to 
flatten it like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the front end is again, that's what that's the fed only controls the front end today. They do actually control the back end because they have 9 trillion on their balance sheet, which is, I'm still nervous of, they don't even know how they're going to get rid of it, which is scary. They're going to roll it off. They're going to sell who knows, but yeah, the fed today can adjust both the front and back. Yep. Do you still believe we transition from stagflation to a recession? Yep, I still believe that. And again, I could be wrong a thousand times, but that is my current. I believe we are in stagflation, and I believe there's an identified recession next year. Q2, Q3, Q3, Q4, somewhere in there. That's my belief. 99% of real estate licensees are marketers, not deal makers. Learn how to solve problems. Absolutely correct. When do you think the market will start shifting again? Real estate, the move up buyer actually move up, man. That's a, that's a million dollar question right there, JC. I don't know. This is all new to me too, right? I've never seen this, but again, if I step back and I'm mom and dad, right? Kitchen table and want a new home. I basically, again, totally off the top of my head, never thought about this. I think there's going to have to be two life events. What do I mean by two life events? If you go back and look at history, the average homeowner moved about eight years, about one in every eight years. Most of the movements are because of life events, got married, had a kid, got a better job, life event. I believe what, given what the Fed has done, we're going to need two life events. So I would think the average homeowner who bought in 2020, 2021, early, early, early 22, uh, there will be two life events. So instead of averaging eight years, JC, I suspect that the average homeowner with that mortgage will live there 12 to 15 years. So when does housing go back to, basically what I think is, when did we get back to 6 million units? Oh man, that's a great question. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when we get back to 6 million. Sometime this decade. 26, 2026, 2027. Yeah, I, it's going to be it's so broken. It's just broken. Good question. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think below. I don't have all the answers. That's a great one from JC. When do you think the market will start shifting and the move up buyer will actually move up? I don't know. When do you, I mean, think about yourself, right? You're sitting at home. You're sitting on a mortgage payment that's easy to pay. You've gotten a couple raises. You're feeling good. Your kids are getting bigger. And then you look at the other house and it's double your mortgage payment. How many people sign up I mean, this is what people are going to have to look at. We can have an extra bedroom, one bedroom. Or, or wait, we can have one bedroom and our payment doubles. Or we can stay put and add a pool. I mean, I think that's what people are going to think about. I don't think many people move. Should I buy a brand new house in Florida for rent or not? 
it will continue to increase in price. Uh, I don't bet on appreciation. It's not considered in any of it. I, I, I would think that most houses in Florida are alligators, but I don't know the market. I will just say I don't ever buy because of appreciation. And in your question, uh, Mauricio, uh, I don't buy just because something will go up. I've never done that and won't do that. But maybe you will. I don't know. I won't. I wouldn't do that. How can a recession happen when unemployment is under 4%? Um, it's all tied together, and, and a recession can start. And that's if you go back and look at my whiteboard, I believe unemployment's going to fall. I think in that video I talk about it falling all the way to 3.2. But then a recession kicks in, and unemployment goes from 3.2 to 4.2 to 5.2 to 6.2. That's what I think is going to happen. And yeah, the, the video, I think, is 14, 15 minutes long. I talk about four variables. The Fed, unemployment, GDP, and I forget what the fourth is. I don't remember. Uh, as an investor, what tips do you have to establish relationship with lenders to get the... Um, so there's a couple of things when you talk about lenders to get the best interest rate on loans. Most of us deal with brokers and they just, they have their rates. If you are really going to try to work a lender, you need to go create a relationship and that's going to be best done at small banks or credit unions. First and foremost, all of your money should be there. Second, you should never miss payments. You should be a good steward of that relationship. You should go talk to them often, talk to them about their programs, ask them questions. You're basically selling yourself to the little bank. Little banks, credit unions, banks with one or two branches, they make their loans based on relationships. Most of you don't want to do it because um, it's a long process. Most of us just call a mortgage broker and say, what are the rates today? They don't have much flexibility at all. So if you want to work a lender, go spend a year creating a relationship, get all of your money over there, never miss a payment, have a lot of money there. Uh, you can actually hear the lumberjack, uh, Matt, the lumberjack landlord, talk about some of our recent videos about how he's trying to work a local bank for four refis. That's just because he's got a decade of relationships. Ah, uh -huh. that's a good question. That one made me laugh outside. AK0929. You call the bond market smart money? I do. S stock market the dumb money? I do. What do you call the real estate market? God, that's a great question. What would I call the real estate market? The long money. I don't know. That's just off the top of my head. The reason I think... Uh, the real estate markets, the long money in this example is basically you're, you're locked in. You don't really trade hours, days, weeks, months. Bond market, stock market, you're trading sometime in nanoseconds. Really, the stock market and the bond market to me are trading. Real estate market is not a trade, in my opinion. So again, I've never been asked that. That's a great question. I may come up with a different answer because I'll probably take that one home. But right now, I'm going to call it the long money or the long market. That's a good one. 
I have an owner contact at five. Cool. Awesome. Recession is more of a lagging indicator, but till move by the time. Recession is more of a lagging indicator, but it'll move by the time we see this. Yeah, the G, you're talking about um, unemployment, I'm guessing. Yeah, correct. Unemployment will start moving. It'll start moving. I actually think we're to start. Yeah, it'll start moving as with as the economy gets slower. Yeah. Arby, is JP deciding to increase mortgage rates also? Which committee is in charge of mortgage rates? Arby, Jerome Powell has no direct influence on mortgage rates per se. Jerome Powell controls the rate at which banks can borrow from each other. Banks use that as a base rate. Ba banks, and on top of that, a profit margin, cost of capital, all of that. Banks set mortgage rates. Jerome Powell doesn't. Jerome Powell influences it by moving... Uh, the rates, but in the end of the day, banks and the market set mortgage rates. How come you never transitioned into commercial property like Ben Mala did? I own some commercial property. I don't, again, I'm a small fish, but I own office. I own mixed use. I will buy anything with a return. Um, so I have done some Ben Mala stuff. Thank you. Just on a much, much smaller scale. Jim Cramer is dangerous. Do your own research. I'm not sure what that's in reference to, but yes, he is. Bye, bye, bye. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> He's funny. Uh, Gilbert, I have an owner contract at 5% payable in seven years. Would you recommend to refinance now or wait until interest has come down on investment property? Thanks. Uh, I'm going to assume you have seven years left on that loan. I think seven years is a long time. If it was seven months, I'd refi. But seven years, I mean, who knows where rates will be. In seven years, rates could be 12%. Rates can be 4%. 5%. You only can make your decision today. Today, 5% is great and seven years is a long time. So I don't know that I would be in a rush. In seven years, I mean, rent should be up, I don't know, 20% in seven years. So, yeah, I think there's, I think, I don't know. I wouldn't, you know, if I had that, if that was my option, I wouldn't be in a rush. I might have done it six months ago at 4%, but eh, it is what it is. Do you think the Fed has the guts to do 75 rate hike? No. No, I think Jerome Powell is has taught us that he is going to tell us what's coming. I think there's been a couple of trial balloons, James Bullard, uh, Mary Daly, I think talked about it. Uh, I think there's, I think there's 0% chance of 25% raise. I think there's 99.5% chance of 50 basis points. And there's 0.005% chance of 75 in, on May 4th. If if inflation gets worse, ninja vanish. We could see seventy five in June, but there's zero percent chance of a seventy five. Well, almost zero percent chance in May. That's my that is my current thinking. 
People are too fixated on record low inventory levels. We'll keep pushing housing. Oh, wait. People are too fixated on record low inventory levels. We'll keep housing propped up. However, if we look at history, inventory peaked back in 07 and prices were sky high for that period. Okay. We see inventory started to drop off a cliff after 08. At the same time, home prices started to drop. Okay. If we go back to the early 90s, we see a similar pattern. Prices start to drop in the early 90s in major cities and it bottomed very close to the same time inventory bottom. Okay. Okay. I have not looked at that data, but okay. Chester, oh, I am absolutely excited for the next five to six quarters, especially next home buying season and summer. Yeah, 2023. Yeah, I agree. Do the work now. Eccentric. There was also a recession in the early 90s. Yep, I know it well. You can see the correlation between home prices and the economy. It's not severely affected by inventory levels. It's not supply and demand. All right, we disagree. That's fine. I don't mind. It's consumer can buy or can't. Recession plus high mortgage rates equals no demand. The supply side becomes irrelevant. That is what the data is telling us. Well, I have the data uh, in my 52-year spreadsheet, and I don't read it that way. But I'm very happy that you've done the work and you have your opinion. So that's cool. I don't mind that. Everybody, everybody should do the work. Everybody should do the work. At the end of the day, the national housing market is what I talk about because it's the one thing I can collect data on. If I talked about the Fresno market, it would be irrelevant for 99% of you. Um, so do your research. Know your buy box. What are you buying? What are you looking at? Look at your inventory, your days on market, your price, your rent, your yield, your cost of capital. Um, yeah, I have the 52-year spreadsheet. Now, I don't believe there was a price decline, nationally speaking, in the 90s. I have the I don't have inventory. I have transactions, though. How would you collect inventory? I don't know. Maybe maybe Realtor puts that out. I don't know. I'll go look. I don't know that the data I have backs up what you're highlighting, but again, I love it when people do their own work. So congratulations. I'm I'm happy for you. Arthur Burns. Yes, that's the guy I was thinking of. Arthur Burns, pre preceding Volker. Yep. Thanks so much for the advice to refi last year. You are very, very welcome. I try. Yep. Let's see. I bought my first property side-by-side -side duplex, 1980, 13% interest, 100% finance, bank plus private loan. We lived in one side, rented out. Dude, ultimate bargain doing house hacking house hacking in the 80s. Shout out the OG, the original gangster. Amazon in 99 was a different company. They are much more diversified in multiple streams of income. Yeah, of course. It's just an example. Yeah. Yeah, this is that was not a that I was not trying to bash Amazon at all. Please don't take it that way. I was simply trying to use it as an example of how good companies could go down in a bear market. Uh, price on housing doesn't have to come down in nominal terms. 
and we will probably see investment rates on leverage at 10%. Where is your cash flow? Uh, so nominal versus real. Totally get it. Again, I don't know what people don't get. Cost of capital is one variable. If it doesn't cash flow, don't buy it. Anybody who's buying for appreciation deserves what they get. I don't care if my cost of capital is 10, 12, 18%. If I buy the deal, it's going to cash flow day one. I have no rosy assumptions, no increasing rent, no negative cash flow. BK, I don't care if the rate's 10%. I'm going to buy deals that cash flow day one at existing rents. It is possible. It's not easy. Who said this? Who said this was easy? It's not easy. Just do the work. You can either sit there and tell yourself it's impossible, or you can do the work. You got two choices. Uh, this is not an Amazon discussion. Da, da, da. In the Fed. Uh, who's the guy that always wears that hat? Why am I drawing a blank? I just listened to him again. I don't know. Whoever it is. How will there be better deals coming, but you don't see prices coming down in a housing market? Gosh, I've answered this question a lot. A housing market is made up of 4 million transactions, 5 million transactions, 6 million transactions. I only need one seller to agree to my price. One deal, two deals, four deals this year, not going to move the market. It's just not. People buy stuff on sale all the time. It doesn't move the market. This is not every house on every block going for 30% down. I'm going to find the one seller who's over their skis, who has too much leverage, who has to get out now, and I'm going to buy a great deal. I might even give them their price if they give me my terms. I can buy a deal at 30% off, and it won't impact the housing market. I'm an investor. Investors are 12 13 15% of the market. I'm a cheap son of a gun, so I'm probably... 10% of all investors, I'm only going to deal the great deals. We are not a big enough market moving force to affect the national housing price. It's just not how numbers work. Tamika, you are absolutely right. You said it much easier than I did. Thank you. Time to wholesale. Yeah. Look at the inventory chart history. It actually moved housing prices when housing inventory rises, prices. What? When inventory drops, prices drop with it. Uh, okay. I, that's certainly what happened in the Great Recession, which is an anomaly. I do not believe that carries forward, but I will look. Send me a link to this mysterious inventory chart. I've not seen a reliable source on inventory. I've seen transactions, but not inventory. But you can send that to me. Awesome. Buy for cash flow, yep. Ah, oh, normie money. <laughs> That's kind of funny. What do I think of condos? Uh, you got to got to evaluate the HOA. I avoid HOAs at all costs, although I do own one. As a rental, I bought cheap, cheap, cheap. 
Oh, real estate money, fat cat money. You guys are funny. Real estate money, wise money. You guys have better thoughts than I do. You guys are awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. I will keep going. Yep. Uh, yep. That Tahoe trip was a business trip. I did content creation, special stuff. We valued real estate. Yeah. So it will be a business trip. Yep. All right, folks, I'm going to call this. It's been a lot of fun. If you are one of my students, remember we do our private Facebook group in about two minutes. I'm going to shut this down and I will see you in a few minutes. If not, I will see you back here next Saturday. Thank you for everything. Like, subscribe, comment, interact. Uh, I will be back with the daily financial news tomorrow morning, Sunday at 730. Bye-bye.